Welcome to the Noah's Love Boat. <laughs> yeah, that was that was on me. <laughs> oh, okay. Welcome to the Noah's Love Podcast. I am Father Michael. And I am Molly. What's we that? do an intro where it's directly from laughing, from messing up the intro is the best Gosh, I know. It always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you today, Father? I'm good. I took a solid nap you uh, did. after a post-mass lunch. And, mm-hmm. and then you told me you were here. I was like, oh, Ugh, <laughs> I have to get, get off my here. couch. Get, to, get this woman out <laughs> of Never here. Never mind, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the podcast by yourself. I could do it. That would be... Weird. Challenging for forty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could go for next episode. Like 10. Yes. Yeah, I can't talk for forty-five minutes. Yeah, no, this is this is why we don't podcast alone. Some no. people do though. Do you listen to any solo podcasts? Um, Father Mike Schmitz, Bible in a Year. That's different though. It's kind of a. It's more like a lecture sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I mean, Matt Frad sometimes does his alone. Okay. And then sometimes, um. This like psychologist guy that I like listening to, but sometimes they, sometimes he interviews people. Yeah, I can't think of any that's just like a hundred percent. Yeah, not including other people. I listened to a History of Rome podcast that's like two hundred episodes, Whoa. and it was entirely a guy read. I mean, he read it. It was like he was reading a book, uh, but that's what it was. Yeah. Good talk, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because we're literally talking. Oh, maybe she... No, I just read it incorrectly. I read a text that just came in incorrectly, and I thought someone started to text me about feminism, which is what we're talking about today, uh-huh. and I was like, that's weird. Yeah. I read the word wrong. I got distracted there for a minute. Well, that's okay. Thank you. So you were at Mass, my Mass today. Your Mass, your homily was so good. Thank you. You contributed to I it. I did help. <laughs> so this I movie... tried not to smirk. <laughs> I tried not to look at you. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Because <laughs> I would have laughed, yeah. Um... So this re- weekend was, the second reading was from Ephesians. Yeah, why don't we just read it? Yeah, I that think, sounds good. Because I was just sitting here and I was like thinking of how we could describe it. No, but then good. I was like, yeah, why describe it when you can read it straight from the Bible? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm you ready. Do it? Yeah. Okay. So this is from Ephesians chapter 5. Okay. Brothers and sisters. Be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of his wife, just as Christ is head of the church, he himself the Savior of the body. As the church is subordinate to Christ, so wives should be subordinate to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church, and handed himself over to her, over for her to sanctify her, cleansing her by the bath of water with the word that he might present to himself the church in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, so that she might be holy and without blemish. So also husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one hates his own flesh, but rather nourishes and cherishes it, even as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh." This is a great mystery, but I speak in reference to Christ and the church. Boom. So that was the second reading. And that was the second reading. talked about it in your homily. Yeah, and I, I talked about how it's one, it's just so funny, and I think bad, 
<laughs> I get why it's why it's an option, but it's even an option in the lectionary to leave out the hard part of that reading. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, "What the and I was, heck?" I was on Twitter later today, kind of, and seeing people talk about that. But like, they're saying, "Well, if like you're preaching about the gospel, which is all about the Eucharist for five weeks, which we were, maybe you don't want to also spend a bunch of time on that and separate okay. it." I get it, but like. It's cowardly to not talk about it if, yeah. if it's there. And if the reason why you're not talking about it is like avoidance. Yeah. Because I think like our approach should be to explain it, which is what we're hoping to do, mm-hmm. rather than to just like brush over it or like tuck it away. You know? it's, it's kind of saying like, well, that's what Paul said, but like that doesn't matter to us now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was great because you talked about how it's like absolutely relevant to us today. But like with anything in scripture, we have to understand it. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people misunderstand misunderstand misinterpret john 6 which talks about the eucharist which is what we the gospels are from um and we we shouldn't just be like oh we're not going to look at this but when you come to understand it the right way you come to see god's teaching on the eucharist so just another example there yeah um so i asked you mm -hmm. what your take was on like basically as a woman yeah what does that mean to you and you're not married now but you you want to be married someday and so like (laughs) what does that feel like to you to read something like that i don't know if you maybe want to share yeah that uh and we can go from there yeah that sounds good i i think it's really freeing to read and i teach a lesson on this so i've thought about it a lot um because i think like the world's take in hearing that and like the frustration of a lot of like the young girls in my class who hear them are like what the heck is like they read it and they hear i need to be my husband's slave Mm. and like we live in like 2021 and like feminism is raging in the world today and obviously no one wants to be a slave to their spouse so um, and shouldn't be right yeah women should not be slaves to their husband correct and that's but the thing is is like and you kept kept reading like what it says woman be submissive to your husband and then man love christ no man love your wives as christ loved the church yeah and then we have to think about, well, what did Christ do for the church? He sacrificed for her, sacrificed his full life, mm-hmm. suffered for her, took on her burdens, took on her mistakes, like carried the weight of who she was um, and died for her. And that's how men are called to love their wives. And then it says, wives, submit to that. Yeah. Like, and I think it can be an issue in the world a lot today because women are not finding or seeking men who love them the way that they should be. So Paul is is saying in here, like, women, submit to your husband, but find a husband that's going to love you like that. Or husbands, you need to love your wives like that. And to me, when I read that, it makes me feel so free because submit means to be, submission is to be under the mission. Like, that's what the word means. And if my husband's future, <laughs> I am not married, <laughs> but if my husband's mission is to sacrifice for me to love me as christ loved the church then that's a mission i can get on i can get behind because Mm -hmm. jesus's love um was a a love of service and i love how you talked about in your homily today like um you know jesus has all the power in the world god has all the power in the world and he used it to serve like he uses it to come to us in a tiny piece of bread every day he used it to die for us to show us how much he loved us like so any power that we have to show one another love, like we're meant to, to 
use it to serve. And there's a particular calling for the husband to serve, to lead, to step out first in service. And that, as a woman, gives me a lot of peace because I, I can get behind a mission like that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, those are my thoughts. <laughs> Thank you for sharing them. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, and it's good. It was good for me to hear from you um, what you thought of it and, and what it meant to you because I. I think it has been misused. Oh, 100%. In the Catholic Church and other Christian churches, just this idea of this gives husbands permission to lord over their wives, mm-hmm. and that uh, that means that women should have no say or that they have no, kind of like no partnership right. in a marriage, and, and that is not the Christian vision of marriage. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And no. it, I think that like reminds me how important it, like dating is. And mm-hmm. you also talked about this, like... If you're dating, like, you need to be, especially as a woman, looking out for a man who's going to love you in that way, in that self-sacrificing way, in that Christ-like way, and settle for nothing less. Because then, like, you're going to be under a mission that is that might lead to you, like, being expected to, like, maybe not, like, be a slave to your husband, but, like, serve a purpose that you don't agree with and that mm. you don't align with. And so, like... Choosing who you choose to be your spouse is so important. Like falling in love is amazing and beautiful, but like the choice of who you marry, I think is even more important. Yeah. Um, because I could, I could walk out and the uh, and go into a restaurant and randomly meet someone, and they could be a horrible person. I could still kind of technically fall in love with them. I don't foresee that my, my personality <laughs> doing that. Let I'm alone. gonna recommend against that. <laughs> but like that could happen. But, like, I wouldn't want to marry that person. Yeah. Um. So the choice of who you marry is just so, so important. Like, you literally, like, need to look for someone who reminds you of Jesus if you want to have a, a, a happy and holy marriage yeah. and if you want to get, like, the full meaning out of that scripture passage. Um. Yeah. And it's not, when it comes to marriage, and this is just a small part of what we're talking about, like, it's not about... I, we've we've talked about this definitely for sure. Um, it's mm-hmm. not about finding that person. Oh, they will be perfect and fulfill mm-hmm. me. It's no, they are willing to sacrifice. Yeah, and that is something that all of us are called to, and all of us to grow are called to grow in. And that's why I think. And I don't remember what you because I asked you and you texted me back. I don't know if you mentioned it, but just that sort of awareness of I I especially had in mind like the young people yeah. that I know is like if you're looking to seriously date. This is what the criteria should be. Yes, not that you're getting married, but like that, um, that sort of love for one another is what has to be there. Right. Yeah. Whether it works out or not, mm-hmm. like you know, I've never dated a bag, <laughs> but I've. <laughs> does that a bad word to say on here? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why I panicked. <laughs> and then people have to guess what you said. That'd be funny. <laughs> I've always wanted to like have something I say bleeped out, even if I don't say anything bad. It's like on American Idol back in the day when people would flip off the camera, they'd put like the American Idol symbol over really? their hands. I never yeah, saw that. I always think of that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I've never dated a bad man, you know, like because I held the like that that standard of like a Christian man and one who lived out his Christianity. But some of my past relationships haven't worked out. Yeah. Um. And so like. It, like I think it's good that you said like not that you're gonna get married like even if you find someone who sacrifices for you it's not like ding 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but it should be a criteria for like 
who you discern marriage discernment with. yeah yes yeah um like it's just it's so important for this for the sake of you for the sake of your future children mm-hmm. to marry someone who like f- who loves you as Christ loved the church as, as like as yeah. a woman that's a question you can wake up every day and ask yourself yeah. like is this man loving me as Christ loves the church and like you'll know if he is or if he isn't mm-hmm. sometimes we like to lie to ourselves yeah but you really everyone knows you know mm-hmm. yeah let's let's talk about women okay oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that was that's gonna be a really loud laugh. <laughs> Sorry for everyone's ears. <laughs> so, uh, coming to this podcast, we're like, well, let's talk about something about feminism. Talk about mm-hmm. kind of I don't know women's place in the church. Even mm-hmm. yeah, um, we looked in the catechism. We uh, did. Are you gonna re- yeah. read it? We so, have the physical book here. So right the it, it's sort of a, I said I was like I'm gonna look up wom- women in the catechism. <laughs> And uh, there is there is a section. I know we were we were like kind of joking about it, but there really is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the one thing I wanted to read, and this is from paragraph twenty three thirty four, it says, "In creating man, in creating men, male and female, God gives man and woman an equal personal dignity." That's the thing I want to highlight: equal personal dignity. Man is a person; man and woman equally so, since both were created in the image and likeness of the personal God. Um, so maybe that's the starting place. Uh, Men and women are equal. Mm-hmm. Like the church, the church yeah. believes that no matter what anyone out there tells you. Yes. The the, the the not only like believes that, but like literally has it written in says the it, teaching, yeah. like <laughs> word for word. Not says an that. assumption. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, so, for you as a woman in the church, how do you see that play out? <laughs> what? I don't know. You just took a deep breath before. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it made me nervous because the coffin. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, how do you see that play out? Like, how do you see it? How does how do you see us as Catholics not live up to that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess just like in general, where do you see that uh, in the real life of a Catholic woman? Yeah, I mean, I think like the church as she is meant to be lives it out very beautifully. I feel like I very much have a place in the church, and I don't need to be able to be a priest to to, to have that. Like, cause I think sometimes that's a complaint, like, from people, like, what women can't be priests. That's oppressive. That's why the church hates women, cause all the leaders are men. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But I don't see it that way at all. I think like the problem with modern feminism, like, if you Google, and I did, if you mm-hmm. Google the word feminism, like, just on dictionary.com, it says it's the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of sexes. I agree with that. Great. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. If, if we were just going on that de- definition, I would say, yes, I support feminism. I'm a feminist. But, like, I think the world has turned it into not trying to make men and women equal, but trying to make women men. Like, it, like this belief that in order for me to be equal, I need to have the same role as you. Like, I totally agree with things like there is... We're still, like, battling in the world, like, pay differences between, Mm -hmm. like, the gender pay gap and things like that. That's just, like, an example. That's, like, wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, by role, I mean, like like I just said, the fact that I cannot become a priest, um, that I cannot be the pope. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I wouldn't want to, but even (laughs) if I could, I can't. Pope Molly. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) 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 Oh, God.
gosh. This good, there's going to be another song in this episode called Pope Molly. Um, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Um, but, yeah, like, but I don't, I don't want to have the same role that men have. Like, I want to live out my role as a woman well. Mm-hmm. And I want to have equal treatment in that. But you can be treated equally without being living out the same roles because the fact of the matter is that and this might be a controversial statement but men and women were created for the same purpose in the sense that we're all meant to get to heaven and to bring each other to heaven but like we've been given a different set of gifts to live that out like even just the difference between like fathers and mothers and like husbands and wives and like the feminine heart and the masculine heart and the things that men tend towards in their hearts and women tend towards in their hearts. Like they're different, like not just because the world has like shaped us to be different, but like the way that we are created is different. Like even, and and you see it even like physically, like we're different. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to be like, I'm not supposed to strive to be the best man that I can. You know, I'm supposed to strive to be the best woman that I can. So I feel like, when I look at it from that lens, like there's absolutely a place for me in the church. Um, it just looks a little different than what it might for for men. But I don't see that as meaning that like I'm not treated the same. It would be one thing if it was like you have no place in the church. But yeah. it's not that. It's like you have a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a different place in the church than you. And that's beautiful because, gosh... I mean, this is like, sounds lame, but like how boring would it be if we were all the same? Like we need those different roles to be fulfilled. Like we don't, we need priests, but we don't only need priests. You know, we won't have, wouldn't have husbands without wives. You Mm -hmm. know, we, we wouldn't have priests without mothers because you you know, like they're all connected Mm -hmm. and it's not just about like one, it's about the beauty of the fact that we all have a different role in the kingdom of God. Um, yeah. Anyway, I talked for a while. Sorry. That's good. Uh, the catechism uses the word, uh, complementarity. Yes. That I think is a really beautiful one that men and women go together. They complement each other. Um, and like on the most physical level, husbands and wives fit together. Yes. And like that's, we're made that way. That's Mm -hmm. how men and women are made. But, uh, what do you think are like the other ways that that works out? Like kind of, you mentioned like, you know, a woman's heart and a man's heart. Like mm-hmm. there's generally different tendencies and different things. Um, what do you see as what, I guess, just like distinctive for you that you bring to living as a Catholic, as a woman? I think like, and it's funny, I, I've i noticed it a lot with you and I in serving in the same ministry and realizing how like differently we relate to the kids or mm-hmm. like that's just like one way that I've seen it play out. Like like I'm definitely I, I think I'm a pretty like nurturing person. Um and sometimes that means that like like I have a friend who has her first college soccer game tonight and she was telling me how excited she was and I teared up. Because I was just, like, so excited and happy mm-hmm. for her. And that's not something you would do, you know? <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not to say, like, men don't cry or, yeah. like, men don't have feelings. And, and it's it's a hard thing to explain because I don't want it to get twisted to, yeah. like... These aren't, like, these separate categories. Right. Yeah. It's just, like, these natural, like, tendencies of, like, 
the desire to care and to nurture is a very like feminine mm-hmm. quality like at the core you know it's not that like men don't want to care or nurture but I, it's not like a core characteristic well just the fact you can have a baby yes and i cannot <laughs> yeah. and when you like so like inherently a woman like has that attachment to a child that's yes. different mm-hmm. and then like even after the baby is born it's different yes um in a way that like a man compliments and helps, but is not the same. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I think just like, but that that's so necessary because like, uh, kids are just to follow along that example. But also, everyone need to be nurtured, but also need to be protected, and also need to be loved, and also need to be guided. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like all that kids need is to be nurtured. Like that's part of the puzzle, right? And. Everyone brings some, like especially in, in marriage, like the man and the and the wife bring something different to like that in parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like such a sign, like the physical is such a sign of the interior, and so just and like beautiful that the Lord designed it this way. Of like the way we are physically is a reflection of like our interior, you know, like our interior differences and um that we are meant to be different, you know, and we're really selling ourselves short if we forget that. Hmm. And just like, I'm, I'm ignoring all of the gifts and qualities that I've been given because I'm a woman. If I'm just trying to like have the gifts and qualities that men have, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I'm selling myself short. I am really ignoring my purpose in the church. Um, all for what? Like, for the sake of pride, it seems like. Yeah. Because um, it's not, like, I get so frustrated when people, like, say that the church is, like, against equality and stuff like that, especially, like, when it comes to genders, because it's just, like, I'm sitting here saying, like, and the catechism says, like, I, if I was working a job and I did the same as a man working the job I and I got paid less, I'd be furious and I would fight against that yeah um but the idea of wanting to be equal is different from the idea of wanting to be like like the same yeah who you yeah yeah i mean it's in a kind of they sound like the same words right but but it's different like Mm -hmm. i have the equal rights to you but Mm -hmm. i am not like you yeah you know yeah but that doesn't mean i i don't deserve what you deserve but that doesn't mean i should be like you Mm -hmm. you know yeah. I just think, like, the differences within the church are so beautiful. Um, yeah. People have asked me, like, there are, like, all boys' schools mm-hmm. and all girls' schools. And like, oh, wouldn't that be—I think it's been suggested, wouldn't it be great to, to work at a, an all-guys school and kind of have that environment and that camaraderie? It's like, I really don't think so. Yeah. At least for me, I think <laughs> in our situation of taking care of high school students— I think it's good that there are boys and girls together. Yeah. Because they complement each other. It's sort of, well, <laughs> sure. Sometimes there's issues. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to date. Um, but uh, there's something beautiful about that interplay. Like, mm-hmm. I went to seminary. That's all guys. Yeah. Um, it's a very different environment. I loved college because of that experience of growing in the faith uh, with men and women. Mm-hmm. Like, and kind of like having those different experiences of, uh, just seeing the the beautiful distinctions. Yeah. And and I think that, that it's worth treasuring. It's not something that we should want to wash away. No, absolutely. Because 
Because it, it, it becomes, like, not a battle for equality, but, like, then I men get thrown under the bus is what I see in the world. It's, mm-hmm. like, men are in in the... Under the disguise of, like, feminism, men are told, like, their opinion doesn't matter. So, like, a big thing, I think, for women... I mean, we're against abortion as a whole. Mm-hmm. But, like, when women are talking about a woman's right to choose, it's, like, my body, my choice. Like, so many people who are pro-choice, I can't, like, speak for all of them, but I feel like most of them don't believe that, like, the father of the child should have a say on whether or not an abortion should take place, you mm-hmm. know? Or, like... Men shouldn't be leaders of the church. It should be all women. Like, it, I see it turn into a battle for, like, superiority of women rather than, like, equality of mm-hmm. men and women. Um, but I think it's important to speak on because I know a lot of people struggle with this. And maybe you can answer it. And I'll, I'll chime in, too. Like, why is it, like, why are only men allowed to become priests? Why mm-hmm. are only men leaders in the in a certain sense, yeah. in the church. It's it's definitely, I think, hard. And especially when we see, uh, I don't know, this is what I talked about in the homily, authority as that uh, opportunity to have power over somebody else. Um, men are, I guess, like, the leaders, the, the, the clergy leaders of the church are yeah. men because only men can be priests, and that's because... We're meant to image Jesus and image the Father, um, and that like what we, what you talked about the kind of those distinctions between men and women that um, Jesus took flesh as a man that like uh, that's who he who he who he became one of us as and that kind of flows out of the identity of the Father and so for a priest you are making you are making present kind of in your own body and by your own presence. Jesus, yeah. Jesus's humanity, Jesus's masculinity, um, and the fatherhood of God, and that like maybe this is controversial. Only a man can be a father. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure people might disagree with that, <laughs> but like uh, that's the fatherhood of God is what I'm supposed to be representing. Um, and so the sort of the the whole collection of priests and bishops and up to the Pope. I think flow out of that fact that Jesus gave those first bishops and eventually first priests, like the apostles and those guys, for that that authority to go mm-hmm. establish the church. Like, yeah, Jesus's apostles were all men. Yeah, they were all men, and he gave them that power. Yes, not to lord it over anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the really the key. Has that been abused? Absolutely. One hundred. Is it still being abused? Still abused? Yes. Yeah, just as much as. We said husbands use that verse from Ephesians to abuse their wives. Like, that's absolutely possible. Um, but and authority happening. And happening, yeah. That's, yeah. And authority for Jesus means service and mm. sacrifice. Yes, and I think, that was what I really loved about your homily, your focus on that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like thinking against the world. And maybe I meant to say that, and I don't know if I said it, but just that if we look at, if we think about marriage in the way that the world kind of wants us to it is a competition of Mm -hmm. keeping what's mine and having what i want and if that means authority over another person then that's what it takes and if we look at the church as a corporation or as a government um just like any other thing yeah it's going to be about the pope ruling over people and men ruling over Mm -hmm. everybody else but that's that's not the the way it's meant to be And, and i think when it's lived out well 
by priests, by bishops, by the Pope. It's it's a life of... <laughs> Got to get that burp, burp. in there. <laughs> you don't want to burp into the microphone no. like me? <laughs> <laughs> that's your thing. I don't want it. We're distinctive. Um. <laughs> it feels like that's a role reversal <laughs> there from typical typical gender, gender stereotypes. Oh, oh, gosh. But yeah, it's... The hierarchy of the church, and it is a hierarchy, is meant to be one of service. And when it's not, it's a failure. Yes. Bam. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's everything that people look at and hate in a priest who uses it as a way to live a comfortable life, mm. like, or or have control over people. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. And I think that's just so important to say, like, are there people in the church who abuse it? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the church as an establishment, like, and in the teaching does not agree with that, no. you know, yeah. despite what her sinful members may do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always say you have the craziest wife because <laughs> the church yes. is so messed it's, up. It's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot. Um, but, you know, and I think some people might be like, well, why did Jesus mm-hmm. only pick men to be his apostles? Well, why was a woman the one who discovered him, discovered the empty tomb? Yeah. That was a woman. It was huge. Yeah. Mary Magdalene was the apostle of the apostles. Yes. Yeah. Um, why? I'm try- trying to think of like. Mary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why was he born of a woman? Yeah. Um, the, and even like at, at the, at the crucifixion, like he was with John, but both Marys. Yeah. Also more, mm-hmm. it's more women than men. Like you could do this for hours. Like, it's not like every important moment in scripture and in the life, especially in the gospels was women. Mm-hmm. Like there's important roles that were given to men. There was important roles that were given to women. Yeah. And that it's not like one or the other. Like I don't read the Bible and say like, where are the women? Uh-huh. Like I see them. Yeah. I look at the saints and I see them. Like your two favorite saints are women. All my favorite saints are women. <laughs> <laughs> Joan of Arc and Teresa of Lisieux. Mm-hmm. I know you. And two, just like I almost said, a bad word. B A. <laughs> we all know what that means. Women. <laughs> Especially, like, I think of Joan of Arc, and she just, like, what a boss. Yeah. Um, she had a, an important role in the church. Mm-hmm. And she is a, like, even, like, the most f- famous saints, not all of them, but, like, I feel like Therese of Lisieux is the most, like... She's way up there. Well, ...well-known saint. Maybe, like, after St. Francis, because everybody yeah. has a statue of him in their garden yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and she was young mm-hmm. and a woman. Yeah. Like, I just... I, I don't get what the trouble is. <laughs> What's everyone so salty about? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and I guess when I say that, like, I know why people are. It's because they don't understand the truth. So, like, that's the important thing is not to be like, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes people need to be shown. Sometimes people need to have a scripture like what that was the second reading today explained to them. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's not a bad thing. But, like... There's some there's some things I read in the Bible where I'm like, I don't get that. But Absolutely. my response shouldn't be, I don't believe it. My response should be, oh, now I burped. <laughs> my, I'm, we're drinking soda, can you tell? My response should be looking into the meaning. So, like, I the book of Job is my favorite book. I've talked about that plenty of times. But there's some parts that really confused me. And so... Instead of, and like in a way where I was like, I don't feel like I agree with that. So my response was, you know, not to be like, I guess I just don't. <laughs> my response was I bought a book that 
breaks down the book of Job. Those are, I love, um, I don't, what's the word for them? Like, like a commentary? Yeah, yeah, I love biblical commentaries. Um, and there's ones for every single book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, by one of our kids' dads. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible. Highly Freaking recommend awesome. It. Yeah. I have that for Matthew. All those ones. Um, and... But I was they're really good. Yeah, <laughs> was, it's by Curtis Mitch. We could say his. Yeah, name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Curtis Mitch and Edward Street, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and break down each verse of Job. Yeah, so it like breaks it down and shares the meaning behind some things because like the language of the Bible can be hard to understand sometimes. But like, there's biblical scholars who figured it all out, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and translate it for us, and have reason for those translations. So. Our response when we don't understand should not be to give up, but to to seek truth because mm-hmm. it is in the church. Like there is an explanation for everything. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's mystery involved, but it's never just like we just believe it because we just whatever. Yeah. You know, there's reason. the The church isn't just poof out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and all of it is about the love of God. Like, yeah. I think if you read that passage from Ephesians from a perspective of like power and superiority yeah that you that's can what use you're it. gonna get out of it that's what you're gonna get out of it but if you're reading it from like this is how god loves us sacrificially and how i'm called to love a spouse anybody else in my life like that's that's the the message that we're called to get yeah and and i think just it's always good to ask myself if i'm like i don't get that Am I possibly wrong? Yes. And the answer is probably yes. Yes. Yeah. You are, have been before, so you could be this time, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, we all need a little dose of humility sometimes. Yeah. I know I do. Gosh, I know I That's do. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at me. <laughs> you're also, you're, I, I just like have to bring this Go up. Go ahead. From when we were at First Friday, I was not there, but you were there. Yeah. Um, we have this big like canvas. Is that a canvas? Yep cool in our podcast studio where people like wrote ways that they're seeing god's love in their lives lives and there's a ton of things written on there but both of us feel like every single time we come down here there's another thing that was not on there before it's a little weird like i was literally just like looking over there to concentrate but then i read one and i was like that was not there that is not (laughs) has not been on that board it's very weird yeah but I like yours in the top left. Friends. Could you tell that I wrote that or did I tell you that I wrote it? You told it? me. Oh, okay. But I also know that's your handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nice. All right. Women Any closing great. thoughts? Women agree with you. The church loves women. The church needs women. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they that it needs men. It needs them for different reasons. You know, like we have a different purpose. But a purpose that is just as important, mm-hmm. not more important, not less important, just as important. Um, and I think it's just really important to realize that. Yeah. That's all I got. I'm in. All right. <laughs> so, Father. Yes. How's God been loving you this week? Go ahead. This is very speci- <laughs> very specific to today. Um, uh, someone leaving church, a woman leaving church, thanked me for the homily because she said she had lit her, she had lived with she said that her mother had been abused uh, by her father, and just it was healing to hear this reading explained the way that it was. Aww. And so that was that was very affirming yeah. of just like okay, like this people need to to hear this in a way that uh, is real for them. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I just choked a little bit. <laughs> What's going on today? I gotta sing soon. I gotta snap out of it. <laughs> 
Um, Molly. Yes. I was going to love you lately. <laughs> We're going back to school. We already had orientation on Friday. Today's Sunday. Shocker. We're recording last minute. Um, and I'm just really excited to be back in a schedule and to be back with the kids every day. Because um, I just get so much life from that, from doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm excited. Me too. Are you going to be there tomorrow? Yep. At least part of it. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> see you then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. On the Know His Love podcast. Can track <laughs> Okay. That was perfect. <laughs>